five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. <laughs> Happy Saturday to you and yours. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway, back and better than ever. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening, either via X-Squad Affiliates, uh, iTunes, Google Play for Android, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app. Know that we really appreciate you for tuning in. And somebody emailed me the other day and was like, Rob, you always get that Charlie Wilson Gap Band started, but we never get to hear the lyrics. So guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Here you go. Rob Calloway, Lord have mercy, Jesus. What a week we had. What a week we had, man. If you missed any uh, previous editions or episodes of the HBCU Report, feel free to go back uh, to our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com, also xsquadaffiliates.com, and there you will be able to relive any moment from this season's uh, HBCU Reports. But if you go back to uh, sportsnewsandbrews.com, you can go to the HBCU Report page and just scroll through and their episodes from this year, last year, the year before, and so forth. So uh, happy Saturday, as I said before. Glad to be here with you guys. You know, I always look forward to Saturday mornings, man, like seriously, because uh, I'm able to come in here and just release, just talk to you guys and uh, have a little fun, uh, you know, take a trip down uh, uh, memory lane and, you know, talk about some things that are currently going on. Because at the end of the day, you know, I just want this to be a great experience for you, 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 and even yes, you. So uh, last week, uh, a couple uh, homecoming games were in effect. Uh, we had Alabama A&M, Arkansas Pine Bluff, Fayetteville State, FAMU, Miles, and Mississippi Valley all in action uh, last week celebrating homecoming. And guess what, folks? They all were victorious. Uh, Alabama A&M actually um, went to overtime with Texas Southern 35-28. Uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff handled Lane 45-38. Fayetteville State hung up 66 against Shaw 1 winning that contest 66-20. to you had FAMU up in North Carolina Central 28-21. Miles College and Clark played in the game. I think the game lasted six, seven hours because of uh, uh, lightning delays or whatnot. They, uh, Miles ended up defeating Clark 31-27. And then Mississippi Valley defeated Virginia Lynchburg 31-23. So all of that going on. And we've got a, a slew of homecomings. Let me get my Let me get my homecoming music right. Here we go. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Coming up uh, today, we've got uh, Bowie State celebrating homecoming. Uh, they take on Shawan. I guess Shawan is just that team uh, for homecoming. Uh, you've got Central State taking on Fort Valley State. It's homecoming on the campus of Central State. Uh, Kentucky State celebrating homecoming. Uh, Morgan State, Alcorn State, Jackson State, and my daughter's actually down in Jackson, Mississippi this weekend for Jackson State homecoming. Uh, if I don't think I've talked about it on this show, but um, my daughter actually uh, dances over at the Dollhouse Factory. For those of you that uh, have checked out this show, what is it? Uh, uh, Dancing Dolls or oh, Bring It, excuse me, Bring It. Uh, my daughter actually 
is uh, a part of that organization. And so the uh, Dancing Dolls are down in Jackson because that's where they originated, uh, down in Jackson, Mississippi. So the Dolls are in Jackson uh, for homecoming as uh, Jackson State takes on my beloved Hornets of Alabama State University. Uh, There's homecoming on the campus of Texas Southern. Shouts out to my nephew, Lil Fred. What's up, boy? Uh, Albany State. Homecoming there. They're taking on Lane. His his homecoming for Benedict College as well as Edward Wider. So happy homecoming to all of you institutions of higher learning. And of course, also going down today is uh the Tuskegee Morehouse Classic uh in Columbus, Georgia. So you can catch that one on ESPN three, two o'clock kickoff uh for that contest right there. So a lot of stuff going down, a lot of stuff going down. Um man, I'm again I'm just happy to be here. Uh, you know, one thing is I was going back listening to the shows because I actually do go back and listen uh, to see what I what I forgot to do. And there was one thing that I had started doing last football season with you guys that I forgot all about. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do this update really quick. They say this is a big rich town. Mm-mm. I just come from the poet's part. Mm-mm. Bright light city life. I got to make it. This is where it goes down. I just happen to come up hard. Mm-mm. Legal or illegal, baby, I got I never took a shot. All right. So for those of you that are following power, following the St. Patrick's, the ongoing saga, have you watched it last week? Man, what an episode. Well, what, what about the way it went off with Tasha agreeing to teach Tariq the game, so to speak, so that no one else gets hurt? What in the hell kind of mama is she? I'm going to be very honest with you, man. My mama used to tell me all kind of stuff like that. Yeah, if you want to know this, just come to me so then you don't have to be out in the street. And then when I did come to her, she was like, Negro, please. Oh, Tasha, Tasha, Tasha. I don't know if anybody out there uh, listening to this show had a parent that was like, Tasha, did anybody teach y'all the game? You know, the only game my mama taught me was the homework game. You know, do your work. You do your work. You get paid off. I I don't know. But I love this show. I love this show. A lot of folks, including my former co-host, Big Mike, is, man, they killed this show. Mike actually created a, a hashtag that is actually caught on. The hashtag is power so stupid. Or no, power so dumb. Hashtag power so dumb. But I love power. I love it. You know, I think, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. Because, of course, if you have the Stars app, which I do, you can get it at 11.59. There's no reason to wait until Sunday night at 8, 9 o'clock. I don't even know what time it really comes on. There's no reason for that. If you get the Stars app, if you're paying for Stars, you might as well just get the app. So you can see power early, man. So so then when everybody's talking about the Sunday morning, you're in the know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But the other show that I'm kind of addicted to right now, and if the, the St. Patrick's were religious, they would be the Greenleafs straight up. If the St. Patrick's were religious, they'd be the Greenleafs. I don't know how many folks out there um, listening watching uh, Greenleaf on the OWN network, but, man, that's a whole nother thing right there, boy. Man, that thing get me ready to light power. Those are the two shows right now that if that if anybody asks me, like, man, what do you have to see on a weekly basis? It will be those two shows. Like, seriously, I don't know. I, I guess they're both at the different ends of the spectrum. You've got power with uh, Ghost and his family and his crew. They're like way over here on the drug deal and they're on the far left side, right? Criminals. But then on the on the right side, you got the Greenleafs. And now the Greenleafs, the thing about the Greenleafs is they do a lot of criminal things as well, a lot of um, dishonest things. And they're supposed to be a religious sect, a religious family. So there's that. But, yeah, those are my shows right there, man. Like, straight up. Straight up, boy. Bishop, oh, that's my dude on Greenleaf all day. And uh, rest in peace to uh, BG, Big Grimace from Power. Going back to Power really quick. Man, <laughs> rest up, bro. <laughs> LLBG, long live BG. Black Grimace, long live he. All right. All right, so moving right along, man. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway. Hanging out with you. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, the official op, not the trap house. Because if you've been to sportsnewsandbrews.com lately, you know that the website is back on and popping. It's popping. So I've uh, been able to do some work there and get some things updated. And and now, man, is once again, it is the crown jewel 
It's the crown jewel. And uh, speaking of sportsnewsbrews.com, a uh, post that we have there right now is saluting none other than the Mighty Marching Hornets of Alabama State University. Why are we saluting the Mighty Marching Hornets of Alabama State University? Well, I'll tell you why. All right, it was announced this week that uh, the Alabama State Hornets will be performing halftime of the Falcons-Rams game on October 20th. And so that's big. It's always big that uh, when, when an HBCU can perform, uh, you know, in, in front of an NFL audience. Um, but this is just another good look, another feather in the cap for Bama State, if you will. Yeah, they bringing Bama State style to the bins. Also, voting ended, uh, for you band heads out there, voting ended for the uh, Honda Battle of the Bands, I think, yesterday. Did you vote for your favorite band? I know I did. I know I did. I love Bama State to come to Atlanta. I do. So we'll see what uh we'll see how the voting um turns out and we'll keep you posted right here once they uh post the eight bands that will be performing in this year's Honda Battle of the Bands. Shouts out to Bama State, man. Shouts out to Dr. James Oliver, director of bands for the Mighty Marjorie Hornets. Always got the band in the middle of something. Always got them in the middle of something. And so uh, again, salute, 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 salute. Um, couple other things. Don't forget to follow us on social media at HBCU Report. Um, see, we had a couple other things that that we definitely want to talk about. Now, uh, in the previous weeks, the past weeks, we've been talking about Kaylin Newton, the brother of Cam Newton, and the fact that he was transferring or entering the transfer portal, leaving uh, Howard University. And by the way, it is homecoming on the campus of of Howard. Not sure if I mentioned that when I went through the list. But, you know, it's so overrated. The greatest homecoming ever. What do they call it? What is it? The greatest homecoming on earth? Yeah, miss me with that crap. But anyway, happy homecoming to Howard. I, I don't want to I don't want to poo-poo on them, but a lot of things coming out uh, when you talk about the athletic department at, at Howard and you got Kalen Newton uh, entering the transfer portal. There are several other players that have said that they're going to leave too. And so coming up on the other side, uh, we'll hear from a few of the coaches uh, about last week's matchups. Uh, but before we do that, we will just quickly talk about Ron Prince and how the Ron Prince era at Howard University could already be coming to an end. I mean, already, really early, <laughs> really early for it to come to an end. But we'll talk about that and much more. This is the HBCU Report. Don't forget, when we're not here, we're there. There is our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for black news, political news, sports, and the latest on your favorite craft beer, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Check us out today, ladies and gentlemen. The HBCU Report will return after these words. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was uh, Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Follow the HBCU Report on Twitter. Become a fan on Facebook at HBCU Report. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Whether you like it or not, he's 
bag. D A double D Y fat sacks. Attack like I just left church. Walked an attack when the shit won't work me. And everybody wanna know what's really going on. They doing through down, still making songs, so on and so on. I can go on, on and on and on and on and on. Hell yes. Music make the world go round. Where it Plus a dime to that thigh. Hot like the perm on the back of your neck. Left it in too long. Now you got cabbage patch. Silky. Bend the corners like a crowbar. Oh, so unique. Got the pedal to the floor, but the photo just creeps. Creep. Exotic, melodic, melody. Jeff, we got it. Funkin' for the funk of it. And everybody want it. You make a nigga put a dog on it. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway, second segment underway. Big shouts out to Outcast, Mars Brown right there. Another school celebrating homecoming today. None other than the illustrious Wolverines of Morris Brown College. Marunius Brunius. I think that's how you say it in Latin. Oh, Lord. Happy homecoming to Morris Brown College. If it hadn't have been for NBC, there would be no REC. That would be me. Shouts out to my mom and dad. Both proud alum of Morris Brown College. So some other big news about Morris Brown College for all of you ATLians, all you um, Brownites out there. Um, some great news for Morris Brown. Actually, I was reading an article the other day and the new uh, interim president of the of the school uh, announced some big, big news uh, towards um, regaining accreditation. And so uh, we look forward to the day that Mars Brown actually is resurrected. I mean, Jesus Christ. You know, for those of you that aren't from Atlanta and don't really know the backstory about Mars Brown, like Mars Brown was the crown jewel of the AUC. I don't care what anybody from Morehouse, Spelman, Clark, I don't care what anybody says from any of those institutions. Mars Brown was the crown jewel. Mars Brown had the biggest campus. Mars Brown had the be- had the better athletic department, football, baseball, basketball, all of that. Uh, band- oh, don't talk about the band. Shouts out to Eddie Ellis, my guy, former director of bands at Mars Brown, now the uh, director of bands at Allen University. Uh, the the gold the what is it the the golden band the gold band of distinction something I forget what they call themselves but shouts out to uh, Eddie Ellis if you've ever listened to this show um going back to back when we were doing when we were on CBS Radio thirteen eighty WAOK uh, you know that Mars Brown has a, a is deeply rooted in my soul um I was actually recruited to to be a member of the marching uh. Wolverines there at Mars Brown College and unfortunately we we lost um professor or prof as they call him prof uh Cleophas Johnson in the summer of 96 before I got ready to uh attend pre-drill and then I had to scramble and make some last minute decisions or whatnot and so uh you know the day that Mars Brown actually regains full accreditation and is actually able to take on 2,500 3,500 4,500 students again like they used to it'll be a great day in Atlanta no doubt about it. It will be a great day in Atlanta. All right. All right. So before we went to break, we were talking about uh, Howard University and it is uh, homecoming on the campus of Howard University. So happy homecoming. Uh, not sure if this is the greatest homecoming on earth this year. Not sure. Why? Because there is a lot of things going on on the campus of Howard for everything good. You know, you got uh, Steph Curry actually funding the, the golf program there at Howard. All right. So that's great. But then you got your quarterback, your star quarterback entering the transfer portal and saying that he's leaving. 
And now there just seems to be more and more controversy uh, coming out of Howard University. Now, this article uh, comes from uh, ownedin.com, and it talks about uh, that there's a controversy surrounding first-year head coach uh, Ron Prince. Uh, Monday, earlier this week, an email from former players addressed to President Wayne Frederick and Athletic Director Kerry Davis dubbed uh, emergency situation with our beloved Bison football program and purported uh, to represent thousands of Bison alumni players across the country outlines the toxic culture created by Prince and why the school must move on from him. Uh, the school announced last week it was investigating allegations of harassing, bullying, verbal, and mentally abusing football players uh, that Prince brought out in an anonymous parents letter that was brought out against Prince in an anonymous parents letter. Uh, the letter is sent to Frederick Davis and the MEAC and the NCAA uh, says the treatment has been going on since he took over the program last offseason. Now, this could be a great reason why Kalen Newton is deciding to transfer. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mike London, was it Mike London? I want to say, yeah, Mike London was the head football coach of the Howard University Bison when Kalen Newton came. Now, uh, the thing about him was that he was a head football coach that had coached in the ranks of the ACC, coaching at Maryland and a few other places. And so um, I think that he was a better communicator maybe uh, as far as the things that he wanted done and the way that he wanted it done. And he was able to get a lot more recruits just because he had that name and, and uh, those Power Five conferences on his resume. I'm not really familiar with Run Prince, so forgive me, uh, all you Bison faithful out there. Please forgive me because I don't know who this dude is. I don't. But at any rate, um, seems like things are not going too well at Howard University right now. Now, there are several things I could say, and I probably will since this is my show. Now, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but let's just be honest. Do white coaches at HBCUs ever really work, like for the long haul? We had the one guy, and now I can't even remember his name at Alcorn. They did some great things at Alcorn, turned that program around, but now Fred McNair is just keeping the program cruising right along. Man, I hate I can't think of that guy's name that was the coach at uh, Alcorn. Um, Savannah State. I think Savannah State actually has a white head coach now, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mistaken, but I think they do. Um, And I, I think it really just comes down to the culture. I'm not I'm not sure I'm not really trying to get into this whole racial thing, but I'm just saying that there's definitely there's definitely something to it. I don't know if it if it's a communication thing. You don't really know how to communicate with the kids. But I mean, I would think the kids are kids, right? No matter no matter the race, I would think the kids are kids. Football is football. Mistake me if I'm wrong. Right. Football is football. Right. OK, that's what I thought. So. Uh, right now, let's switch gears. This is the HBC Report. Rob Calloway hanging with you. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening, either via X-Squad, Affiliates, uh, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play for Android, iHeartRadio, iTunes, or any of the uh, great platforms that distribute the HBCU Report. I really appreciate you for uh, checking us out. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for black news, political news, sports news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Um, now, coming up today, as we get ready to hear from a few of our coaches, now, last week, uh, Alabama State was on the road versus Alcorn in what turned out to be a slaughter, 35-7, to 7 in favor of Alcorn. Now today, Bama State is on the road versus Jackson State. And here's Coach Hill Ely talking about today's matchup. Well, you know, again, it's a Eastern Conference game. Uh, Coach Hendricks is doing a great job with those guys there. Um, you know, they're flying around on defense. Uh, you know, their record is definitely not indicative of how well they're playing. Uh, offensively, they're, they're creating some, you know, lanes for the quarterback to run as well as the other to throw. So, you know, they're, they're doing some good things. Uh, and, uh, you know, they've been in pretty much in every ball game. Uh, so, you know, it's a, a real good team. We're going into hostile territory for homecoming. Uh, you know, we know all the things that go along with that. And uh, we got to find a way to get in and find a way to get out with a win. 
Now, Bama State's opponent in today's contest, Jackson State, celebrating homecoming today. Happy homecoming. Didn't fare too well last week either. 44-21 losers at the hands of the Grambling State Tigers. Here is Coach John Hendrick uh, talking about this week's matchup versus Bama State. Yeah, uh, we got to play against a team that is pretty physical football team. Uh, played really good on defense. Has an athletic guy at quarterback on offense. Do a pretty good job in the running game. And, uh, you know, it would be, be a big, big challenge for us. And finally, two teams, two head coaches I know really well this weekend, Alabama A&M on the road versus Grambling State. Grambling finally got off the snide with a 44-21 win over Jackson State. And Alabama A&M defeated Texas Southern 35-28 in overtime last weekend. Here's Coach Connell Maynard talking about uh, what to expect this weekend when Grambling and A&M hook up. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Uh, Coach Files always does a great job. He always has a good team. And uh, you never, early in the season, you can never uh, look at his record and judge how good they are because they always play up out of conference and, uh, and you know, normally start off with not a good record because you're playing up. You know, normally uh, one and two or 0-3 oh start. Uh, you know, a lot of HBCUs have to do that. We have to gain money, so we have to play up a lot of times. And, you know, they don't, they don't normally go to a good start record-wise, but they always have a good football team, and they can always run the table. So uh, they got their first win last week, and I'm pretty sure they're hungry. And, and uh, you know, their back's against the wall, and he's going to challenge those guys. And they're going to come out and play the way Grambling plays. So we have, to be, we have to be ready to play. We have to play well on, uh, on all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, but we'll be up for the challenge. Uh, it, it'll be a great contest. I think we're going to start calling this segment Swack Bias. Yeah, swag bias because that's where it goes down right here. Swag bias. Now, a little, a little Miat new uh, news and notes from the Miat really quick. Man, this thing sucks for Florida and them. Now they have this quarterback Ryan Stanley who is just tearing things up left and right, left and right, left and right. Fam, you off to a great start this season, but they're ineligible. They are so ineligible. They could they could finish the rest of the season with one loss. They could beat Bethune-Cookman in the Florida Classic. They could do all of this stuff. No playoffs, no celebration bowl for you. How terrible is that? And I'm one, for those of you that have been following this show, I'm one that always talks about when Florida A&M football, if Florida A&M is good, the HBCU world, football world is good. When football is good at Grambling, the HBCU football world is good. When Grambling and FAMU are both excellent, oh my God. Oh, my God. HBCU sports are through the roof. And so uh, uh, it sucks for FAMU. It sucks for FAMU. Uh, but coming up on the other side, I don't even think that I had told you guys I'll show who's going to be on the show today. Reggie Barlow, former NFL wide receiver, former Bama State wide receiver, uh, former head coach at Bama State, now the uh, head football coach at Virginia State University, uh, will join us coming up in the next segment. A great friend of the show. Always brings so much insight. And so uh, we'll chop it up with Reggie B. Reggie Barlow coming up on the other side. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, and we'll be right back after these words. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center, support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. The ladies they choose. Don't spill no liquor on the seas of this 
infinite pain. That attracted them jackets and skanks. Know that them hams is stank. For the candid cameraman. Everybody face gets stuck. When they brand new bins pull up. And they sitting on the dubs and trays. Jump out with the throwback braids. Ain't playing this trill. Got a crib with the cars while I live. The ladies, they choose. They love when I cruise. They all want to sleep with me because I'm 22. Callaway, third segment underway. Shouts out to Jim Crow, Mr. Moe, Polo the Darn. My fam right there, man. Credit Cartel, Rest Up Cardo. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for black news, political news, sports news. And the latest on your favorite crab beer, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at HBCU Report, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Shouts out to the X-Squad affiliates for uh, holding me down. Uh, big shouts out to Kesey, man. Had the opportunity of uh, joining joining the Kicking It with Kesey show. Um, what was that, Thursday night? Had the opportunity to chop it up with him. And, you know, Kesey went to Morehouse, and that boy is so braggadocious about Morehouse. Lord have mercy, Jesus. Well, he was on there talking about, oh, yeah, Morehouse did this. Oh, I got to see Mandela because of Morehouse. Uh, I know. Morehouse is a great institution of higher learning. We know this. We know this. But I'm just going to brag a little bit. It's always a great time to be a horny. Y'all seen Bama State style on TV? Yeah. Always a great time to be a Hornet. Y'all seen our girls, the honeybees, got that deal with Nike? It's always a great time to be a Hornet. Have you seen their head football coach over there on the sidelines of Virginia State University, Reggie Barlow? Always a great time to be a Hornet. Let me just brag on Bama State. It's <laughs> switching gears, man. Right now, we are being joined by none other then a good friend of the show, Reggie Barlow, head football coach of the Virginia State University Trojans. First of all, Reg, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Hey, thanks for having me back, man. Always enjoy coming on with you guys. Not a problem, man. So, you know, you've gotten off to a really good start this season. The team is currently uh, 4-1 overall, 2-0 uh, in conference play. That uh, the sole loss coming to a, a MEAC opponent in Norfolk State University. So, talk to us about this year's edition of the uh, Virginia State University Trojans. Yeah, this is a, a new year for us, and obviously, we're excited about uh, the group of guys that we have playing ball here. Our assistant coaches, coordinators uh, have really done a good job of game planning and putting these young men and uh, place to go out and make plays. Uh, uh, hopefully we can keep it going. As mentioned, you know, we're sitting at 4-1 right now and uh, have a big game against uh, Elizabeth City and uh, hoping to uh, increase those victories. Absolutely. Now, what is this, Reg? Your, your, your fourth year in the CIAA? Yes, this is my fourth year here at Virginia State. Yep. Now, you know, I know I've talked to you every year since you, since you arrived on campus there. All right, year four. What are your thoughts on this conference? 
Um, I think it's solid. I mean, I, uh, I have a conversation with our coaches all the time, like, you know, is it stronger than the SIAC and that type of stuff? And uh, there are some really good teams here. You got your know, Unions and Bowie and, of course, uh, Winston-Salem. Uh, Shawan has done, you know, a good job over here in this conference. So uh, it's a competitive conference. Um, you know, we've had an opportunity to play some really big games, some good games against all those teams that mentioned. And, uh, you know, they, some have had success against us. And obviously we've had a little success against some of the other ones as well. Absolutely. There you go, BM Midas, Reggie. There you go, BM Midas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I have to represent for the CIAA, obviously being in the conference, but also being, you know, a Southern guy. I I know all too well about the Tuskegee's and the Albany States and oh, yeah. Fort Valley and, and uh, Benedict. I mean, and, and Miles, I mean, they're doing well. So, uh, it's a strong conference as well, but, uh, you know, they like to see out the way. Now, let me, and this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with Reggie Barlow, head football coach of the Virginia State University Trojans. Uh, the Trojans in action this weekend versus Elizabeth City State University in what should be a, a highly contested matchup. Now, um, talking about this D2 football, right? Now, you know – you you mentioned some you mentioned some powerhouses in the SIAC when you talk about Albany State and Tuskegee and Miles College. Those are the teams right there that year in and year out you expect those teams to uh, you know be right there at the top of the, uh, the, the the top of the standards when when the season is over with. But when it comes to like the CIAA, like you guys, you know, when I look around and I'm like, and you mentioned some of the the, the more um, traditional powerhouses in your conference as well. Um, you know, when I look at like a Winston-Salem State University, that's had hella success, hella success. I look at Virginia State, that's had hella success, especially since, you know, you've been there. Y'all, you all have been really good. Um, Elizabeth City, Bowie State also. Um, what is the, the biggest thing in your opinion when, when you talk about either from an athletic standpoint or from a fan base standpoint? What, what is it about the SIAC and the CIAA that, that a lot of folks might sleep on compared to – you know, your MEX or your SWACs. Yeah, I just think uh, it's 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 the letter that comes after D. You know, it's D2. Uh, it's the, the the nomen of, okay, it's not good ball or it's not well-coached ball or whatever. And that's unfortunate. Uh, I think people miss out on, um, you know, a lot of good coaches that have been coaching in the SIAC and the CIAA. Uh, guys that really could coach on any level. And uh, there's a lot of really good athletes for whatever reason end up at D2 school. And many of them, I mean, I take this team that we have here. I mean, there's there's a good bit of guys that play here that could have played on our team in Alabama State. So uh, just get overlooked simply because of the HBCU title and then, of course, uh, being Division two ball. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. I guess it's a pecking order uh, of – you know, how fans or how people view football. And uh, yeah, it's a shame that they miss out on um, really good football by not uh, knowing much about ours. But we appreciate guys like yourself and other media outlets that tell our story and allow us to tell our story. And, uh, you know, for me, man, I just rather focus on the fans that we do have that do appreciate uh, good football regardless of what level it's, uh, what level it's on. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, you know, because when you talk about D2, of course, it's a it's a, a versus like the sweat me at. You're talking about scholarships and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you know firsthand, you know, that it, it's not unusual for one of these schools, uh, SIAC or CIAA, to catch one of these, you know, FCS schools, MEAC sweat, catch them slipping and, 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 go, and walk away with the victory, right? All right. Yeah, I mean, it happened here for us. I mean, we uh... – we we played against Norfolk a few years ago and was able to win that game against them. Um, when I was at ASU, on the other side, I was the head coach at Alabama State, and you know we lost a few times to Tuskegee because I mean those teams are well coached. Um, they had some outstanding football players on the team, and um, you know and and was able to beat us. So um, there there are opportunities. Just last year, we had Robert Morris on the hook when we could have beat them in their FCS school. You look at Kentucky State, that's in the SIC. They just beat Jackson State. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got to play the game. 
and um, you know, you, you, you never know what may happen once you play it. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with a fellow Bama State Hornet, Reggie Barlow, head football coach of the Virginia State University Trojans. A couple more things before I let you get up out of here because I know y'all, you know, getting ready for for the big game this weekend. Um, okay, here's the first thing that where I want to start. Proud Papa moment. Trent Cannon, uh, Isaiah Crowell on the sideline for the New York Football Jets uh, last year. How did you feel about that? Yeah, it was a blessing um, to to those young men and to their families, and obviously to our coaches that coached them. But uh, it made us really, really proud to know that you know those two guys were teammates, and I think we had another kid uh, that was with the Giants last year, Jalen Ware. But um, it, it's it's always fun to see uh, those guys transition from college to the NFL and end up sticking. So uh, it's been great to uh, to see that and. You know, we stay in contact with those guys, check up on them from time to time. But uh, it was uh, certainly, it was certainly makes us proud to know we had a little something to do with those guys getting us uh, to the next level. Absolutely. All right, Checky, John Gruden, that's your boy. I know that's your boy. Y'all spent some some time together uh, down in Tampa Bay, so I and I, so I know that's your old coach. But uh, dude, mm-hmm. what the hell is going on with Oakland, man? This whole Antonio Brown debacle, and oh my god, like, what are your thoughts on this? You a wide yeah. receiver? Well, you you want a you want yeah. a diva wide receiver? What what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, I, I mean, I, Coach Gruden obviously is a a, a friend of mine's, and. Um, you know, text him and congratulate him on victories. I thought I just texted him last week on the game. Um, I think they beat somebody. They beat Chicago, right. which is a huge game with all the Khalil Mack stuff being, you know, being traded from Oakland and you know. But I, you know, I'm I'm about the team. I am all about the team, and I get you know these days there are guys that just have to do it their way. They have their process of what make them who they are. And Antonio Brown obviously is one of those guys that have that, but. Man, at some point, the team has to come before the the guy, uh, regardless of how good he is. The team has to come before the guy. And uh, it's unfortunate this young man is blessed with a lot of ability, but the best ability is accountability. Can we count mm-hmm. on you? And uh, I have to, uh, to be consistent and to do the things that he needs to do uh, as a Raider. And, uh, you know, the Raiders out of all teams are always a little bit loose. But, Jesus Christ, if you can't be a Raider, then uh, can, I don't know you what you can be. <laughs> right. Right. All right. And and the final thing I got to hit you with, Coach, because you always give me good insight, you know, when we talk about certain things. So I got to I gotta present this uh, to you. All right. The, the Fair Pay to Play Act, which was signed in about two weeks ago in California, is not supposed to go into effect for a few years, where um, these players could actually get paid from outside entities, like to be a spokesperson for a Ford dealership or Nike or any of these things. Uh, as a former collegiate athlete and as a athlete and as a coach of, of student athletes right now, uh, what are your thoughts and, and how do you see this thing actually uh, pr- uh, playing out? Well, um, you know, obviously people have been talking about it for an extremely long time, and I, I figured it'd be a matter of time where somebody come up with some type of way to make it happen. Uh, I don't want to demean the education that a young man or a young lady is getting, but um, but I certainly am okay with, you know, a student athlete using his likeness or using his status, his name, uh, to be able to uh, to earn money from it because um, – some of them, if you think about it, their name is big while they're in college, and there's no guarantee that they're going to have the big name transition away from college. They, they may not go to the NFL, but may just been a, a solid you know, football player in college, and that gives them an opportunity to at least have something um, uh, coming towards them for, for, for the time that they uh, played basketball or played football, baseball, whatever, so – I really don't have a problem with it. The, the issue I've always wondered was how will you, you know, uh, this whole pay, pay an athlete, like how will you monitor it? Like does the Division One FBS get more than the Division uh, Two or the FCS guys? So uh, as long as they have a way of uh, uh, dishing it out and, and, and it not being uh, any issues or giving anybody um, 
more uh, ability to grab an athlete, then I don't I don't have a problem with it. And uh, hopefully these young men will be able and young women will be able to earn a little something from their names. I know we need to make that retro, man. We need to make that retro when they when they uh, started in Alabama. See, we can't get you some dollars, man, from back in the early nineties. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I tell you, my 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 college experience, though, uh, I'm not sure you can put a dollar amount on it. It was the best time of my life. I've been blessed to go all over the world. Uh, being at Alabama State, the group of people that I met at Alabama State, and the education that I got at Alabama State has allowed me to do some really cool things as an adult. So. Uh, I don't know if it's a dollar amount they can put on it, but I'm happy that these young men and women will be able to um, get something uh, to be able to provide and, and do all of that, especially if it falls all the way down to Division Two, where our guys ain't on full scholarship. You know, they some of these guys are going to work <laughs> when they leave here in the afternoon and stuff. So, uh, hey, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Absolutely, man. Now, I know, and before I let you go, I know, I know we lost uh, Coach – Houston Markham, not too long ago, man. What What are your thoughts on Coach? I know that was your old ball, Coach. What are your thoughts on him? There was a mug, coffee mug, that's sitting on my desk right there, and it is a picture uh, someone made for me with Coach Markham and I at the spring game at Alabama State a few years ago. And uh, the biggest smile that uh, I've seen him have ever is uh, on that mug with, with he and I. So uh, we miss him. I mean, there were times where I talked to Coach Markham about any and everything uh, in terms of game planning, in terms of uh, all that stuff. His son was my college roommate, um, so there's obviously a connection there. And uh, really just miss Coach Markham, and uh, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. There's some people you just don't think are going to ever leave you. And, uh, you know, so seeing him or having him gone is a, uh, has been tough, but, uh, you know, thankful that I had an opportunity to play for him and the impact that he had on my life. Absolutely. He is Reggie Barlow, head football coach of the Virginia State University Trojans. The Trojans in action this weekend versus Elizabeth City State. Reggie, thank you so much for joining us on the show, and good luck this weekend, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right. Great stuff right there from Reggie Barlow, head football coach, Virginia State University Trojans. Uh, we'll be right back with the fourth and final segment. We're about to get up out of here, man. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, and we will be right back. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. From Clark Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Kellaway. That's just my philosophy. And I'm known to kick it like the captain of a side. 
soccer team, Billie Jean, red leather, same color, red lobster, and she brainwashed, head dog, I'm be fresh as hell if the feds watch, I'm be fresh as hell if the feds watch, I'm be fresh as hell if the feds watch, HBCU Report, fourth and final segment underway. Shouts out to Reggie Barlow, head football coach of the Virginia State University Trojans, for checking in with the show this morning. My boy 2 Chains going to be on hand in two weeks. Yes, sir. Post-game performance. Magic City Classic is going down. Bama stays on 2 Chains. Post-game performance. Magic City Classic. Please believe it's going down. I'll say it again. Bama State alum, two chains, post-game performance, Magic City Classic, please believe it's going down. Hell yeah. Noted it's going down. Um, big shouts out to everybody involved with the uh, Magic City Classic right around the corner. It's unbelievable that this thing has creeped back up on us. If you go to uh, sportsnewsandbrews.com, our official content partner, remember when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com. Uh, we actually have, uh, we actually posted the article about two chains being named post-game entertainment for the McDonald's Magic City Classic presented by Coca-Cola uh, some weeks ago. In addition to the news that Shaquille O'Neal uh, has been named the ambassador for the McDonald's Magic City Classic presented by Coca-Cola. And so two chains and Shaq will be on hand in two weeks in Birmingham for what should be another electrifying weekend as long as the the weather holds up and uh man i always look forward to it if you've never been to a magic city classic you definitely want to make your way to birmingham if you're in atlanta it's only an hour and a half hour and 45 minutes down the road i don't know what y'all waiting on but i'm gonna just tell y'all man this thing does wonders for the economy for birmingham i'm gonna just tell you i'm gonna just give you a uh, a comparison contrast to uh, the amount of money that Birmingham makes off of the Magic City Classic. I'm going to just talk about housing alone. Now, the official hotel for both universities, Bama State and Alabama A&M, is the Sheridan Birmingham downtown. All right. Now, if you're able to get in uh, to the alumni block, those rooms are only like $150 per night. But if you're not able to get in the block, those same rooms are $495 a night. $500 a night for a room in Birmingham, Alabama, and people are paying for it. People are paying for it. So, um, you know, that's just, that just goes to show you like they are doubling and tripling, uh, what they normally would bring in in Birmingham. And that's everywhere except for like the restaurants, but the clubs, the bars, the hotels, all of that, everything is double, triple. And so, uh, but it's always a great time and people come with the intentions of spending. So, uh, shouts out, uh, to my uh, official restaurant in Birmingham, Alabama, Eugene's Hot Chicken. If you've ever been to Eugene's Hot Chicken, man, you know what it is. You know what it is, man. Some of the best chicken I've ever had in my life, in my entire life. Um, all, right, all right. So before we get up out of here, I got a, a few stories uh, that I just want to hit you with in case you had not heard them. Uh, Will Smith is developing a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spinoff. Had you heard about that? Well, neither had I until yesterday. So Will Smith is reportedly working on a spinoff of the show that skyrocketed his acting career. According to sources, uh, Smith's entertainment company, Westbrook uh, Incorporated, has confirmed that there will be a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air spinoff. Uh, not many details have been revealed about the future project. Westbrook Incorporated uh, was launched by Will in July of this year alongside his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith to expand the Smith family brand beyond film and television. And so uh, I look forward to seeing that. I mean, the Fresh Prince is one of my favorite shows. Now here's what we can't do. We can't do something like put Lil Yachty. We can't let, like let Lil Yachty be the, um, the Fresh Prince or one of these idiots. We can't let that happen. It, it has to be somebody um, along the same line as Will Smith. I mean, people took Will Smith seriously. Uh, I think I did. I mean, he was a rapper. He was a goofy rapper, but he was a really good actor. Um, so maybe, I, well, that I guess that fits the description for Lil Yachty, right? I don't know. But anyway, 
Um, with Sports News and Brews being our content partner, found this story, and uh, you can out, um, also read it. It's a short read on sportsnewsandbrews.com as well. A Danish Brewery is making paper beer bottles. Thursday, the Carlsberg Beer Company said it is working on two prototypes of a wood fiber beer bottle in hopes to bring it to the market. Carlsberg says the bottles are recyclable and sustainably sourced. One prototype is lined with a thin film of recycled plastic to keep the beer from seeping out. The other prototype uses a bio-based lining. A spokesperson for Carlsberg said the fiber bottles will be better for the environment and that the production reduces car- uh, carbon emissions. Now, here's my thing. I'm a beer drinker. I love beer. My only thing is here's, here, here it is. I only drink good beer. So if, if the paper b- beer bottles, if it's going to make Budweiser a better beer, then I'm all for it. But if it's not going to make the beer better, then screw it. Then just screw it. Just screw it, man. I pay enough for good beer. If you're a good beer drinker, you already know you're paying, what, $10, $12, $13, $14 for a six-pack for good beer. So if it's not going to change the makeup of Bud or Coors or any of those beers, those domesticated beers that I have since uh, walked away from, then I'm good on that. I am absolutely good on that. And uh, one final thing before we uh, give you the scores for, I mean, not the scores, but the um, the schedule for uh, this week. Uh, one other story. Automation threatens jobs of black Americans. Now, thousands of African-Americans across the country could be facing unemployment due to automation. New research from McKinsey and Company showed that black people in fast food, retail, customer service industries are most vulnerable to lose their jobs uh, as companies invest more in labor replacing technologies. The research suggests that African-Americans will lose a total of 132,000 jobs between now and 2030. Black people in Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, and Washington, D.C. are likely to see the biggest job losses as these cities have the highest concentrations of African-American workers and the lowest expected rates of job growth for blacks. Researchers suggest that black workers could curb the impact of automation by getting a college education, transitioning into a role that's harder to automate. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. I'm all for that. I'm all for not not the the reduction of jobs, but I'm all for African-Americans going back to college or going to college, getting some kind of degree so that your job cannot be automated. Now, the crazy part about this is that they talked about some of the cities that have the highest concentrations of blacks. Now, what they didn't mention was Atlanta, Georgia, because Atlanta is bursting at the seams and there's a lot of job growth for black people in Atlanta. Hope stop. This is not a, this is not an invitation for y'all to come to Atlanta. We fool. Not an invitation. We fool. Again, not an invitation to Atlanta because we fool. But what I am saying is, is that um, I was just having this conversation with my lady yesterday. Like, yeah, people need to go back to school and get these jobs that are recession proof. Okay, like radio is a job that if the radio industry goes down, people are going to start losing their jobs. Right. So what did I do? I went back and get my certification straight so that I could be a teacher, because guess what is recession proof education? You got to send your kids to school every single day. That's recession proof. There's money for that. Somebody go pay you to teach. So that's where I am. Right. So, man, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. So what that means is and you see, they talked about black people, not white people, but black people. Oh, black people got to get it together. Black people got to get it together or it won't be any jobs for you all. They didn't mention white people. They mentioned blacks. So I, I say that to say this to you all. Get an education. It's just it's just worth it. I swear to God, it's worth it. Just just get it. Just get it. All right. So before we get up out of here, let's take a look at what's on deck in regards to today's football schedule. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have Mississippi Valley at Arkansas Pine Bluff, Shawan at Bowie State, uh, Fort Valley taking on Central, West Virginia State and Fairmont State, Shaw and Fayetteville State are in action, Norfolk is visiting Howard. It is homecoming on the campus of Howard. We already mentioned that. Ah, the greatest homecoming on earth. Miss me with it. Delaware State taking on Morgan State. We've got Livingstone at St. Augustine's. Virginia State and Elizabeth City State are in action. Hampton taking on Gartner-Webb. Florida A&M and South Carolina State in a battle for a MEAC supremacy, even though uh, FAMU is banned from postseason play. You got Johnson C. Smith and Winston-Salem in action. Savannah State on the road versus Alcorn. In just the second meeting of these two institutions, 
in what, 60 years? Alabama A&M on the road versus Grambling State. You've got Alabama State on the road versus Jackson State. It is homecoming on the campus of the T-H-E-E, Jackson State University. Then we've got Murray State on the road versus Tennessee State. Uh, Missouri S&T taking on Texas Southern. Lane and Albany State, Miles and Benedict. Clark Atlanta looking to pick up their first win of the season. They'll take on uh, Kentucky State. Morehouse and Tuskegee are in action in the Morehouse Skeegee Classic. Uh, then you got Allen and Edward Waters. Prairie View and Southern are in action. And that about do it uh, for this week's schedule. And that also about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report for the X-Squad Affiliates. For our guest, Reggie Barlow, I am Rob Calloway. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is our official content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Follow us on social media at HBCU Report. And if you're looking for me, ladies and gentlemen, you already know. I'm somewhere on the yard. Have a great weekend. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.